Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. All right. It's our last call before everything gets even better and more amazing. And I cannot wait to tell you all about it. I literally have to stop myself on every single call from just telling you (laughs) because I'm so excited. But the reason why Christmas day is so fun is the build up to it, right? It's like the anticipation of it. That's part of the That's part of the fun, right? So Christmas is happening next Wednesday in the form of a webinar. And it's going to be at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, October 20th, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Write it down, circle it, star it, big, set a reminder, set three reminders, phone a friend, tell them to help remind you, and then tell them to get on because you are not going to want to miss it. It's going to be me teaching you about how to get in the zone, what the zone is and why getting in the zone now is most important for the future of your business. I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Also, I'm going to give you a special code that's going to give you access to something you're going to want that will fill up very fast. So people are asking me, can I watch the replay? Sure, of course. However, you're most likely going to miss out on what that coupon is going to offer you. So just, you know, be prepared for that heartache. If you can't get on live, I understand. (laughs) But if you can, if there's any way that you can like take a lunch break or figure out a way to listen live, you're going to want to get that code and do that. All right, guys. So anything else I'm missing and forgetting to tell you, let me think for one second to make sure nothing else. You can always catch the replay of these. We have, this will be our, I think, 34th or 35th episode that we've recorded. So much hard work, so much amazing work of you all sharing your vulnerability and allowing me to coach you and learning together. I've just loved every second. Also, questions that some of you are asking me. Can you invite your team to the webinar next Wednesday? Yes, please do. They are not going to want to miss it either. Again, I'll be teaching at the beginning and then sharing with you the future of how to access this program and sharing with you all the other things that are going to continue outside of the program. And it's just going to be, it's just going to be blowing your mind. So cannot wait for that. Okay. We are going to start coaching today and Teresa is going to go first. If Emily doesn't show up, 
then I'm going to ask someone who wants to be coached live. So as I coach Teresa, raise your hand. The way you do that is you go down to the reactions. There's like an emoji on zoom where it says like, it has like a smiley face and a plus sign and you can click raise hand. If you want to be coached, if Emily doesn't show up. Okay. So, and you just keep your hand raised. Um, the entire time. And when I'm done coaching Teresa, I'll come to you. It looks like Ashley is ready to go. So Ashley, Jenny says she's ready to go. Um, so we will just see how many people we can get through unless Emily shows up. And if Emily shows up, she signed up. So I'm going to coach her, but we'll just see how many we can get through. <clears throat> Teresa, you are first, my friend. How are you? All right. Good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. What's going on? Tell me all the things. <laughs> a lot. Not really. Um, I really don't know what I want to be coached on. I mean, I know I've done this several times with you. And it's like, I know, Cannon. All right, buddy. We got little ones. So just bear with me. You can set up here, but you've got to be quiet. Okay. Little ones. It's always right. Don't worry. I know, but you can't talk. They're just set right here. Okay. It, she's not wanting you to talk, so you just go sit, okay? As I eat my chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, and after coaching with you, it's like I know when I'm coaching with you, I know mentally what to do. I'm like, oh, that all sounds easy. My problem is in the heat of the moment, what do you do? Like I'm just like, for instance, um, if I know, okay, I know I need to do this, this, and this with Plexus. But yet I have my other job. So have my, I know we already talked about if your schedule gets interrupted, you know, how do you get back on track, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, and I can kind of do that. I've gotten better about, okay, just stop and do this. But then when I'm like, I need to go message people, follow up. And then yet I've got can. Okay, wait, I've got to go make some dinner. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Then I'm like, geez, I'm out of control. And then I think, okay, well, Emily would say, well, let's just stop and write this down and let's just figure it out. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, I can't do that. What? So what do you do? Like, I don't know what to do. Like then my brain is just go, it's almost like, a racetrack out of control going, cars are going, choo, choo, choo. I don't even know what's happening. So I don't know what to do. One of the things I want to teach you about is something that in life coaching land, we refer to as emotional childhood versus emotional adulthood. And just so everyone knows, we all are in emotional childhood, probably <laughs> more than we'd ever like to admit, right? But mm -hmm. emotional childhood happens when grown adults haven't matured past childhood in some ways of managing their emotions. That's why I say like, it's something that all of us do, right? Except you, there's always mm -hmm. one friend that you're like, does she even have a heart? Like, does mm -hmm. anything upset her? Right? Like I'm not that person, right? Like whenever I get coached, I'm sobbing. <laughs> whenever mm -hmm. things happen to me, like and at the same time, I have also had a lot of things 
that I feel like have served me well because I wear my emotions on my sleeve a lot of the time, right? So a lot of the times when we react to our emotions, we and we act them out and we avoid our emotions rather than taking full responsibility and choosing thoughts that will create more desirable emotions. That's when we're in emotional childhood. And when you're in it, there'll be, you'll probably like judge yourself for it. You'll be like, oh, here I am in emotional childhood. I shouldn't be doing this, right? Because another layer of judgment will be useful here. But really emotional childhood is just not taking responsibility for how you feel. So in that moment when you're like, oh, what should I do? I gotta not feel this way. It's like your brain not taking responsibility for how you feel. And what I mean by that is that feeling came from your thoughts that you chose, right? Mm -hmm. And so we call ourselves adults and, but most of us are still functioning as emotional childhood pretty much on the daily. And it's not that it's wrong or bad. It just holds us back from getting the results that we want and the experience that we want to create for ourselves. Right. And so, um, when you are able to sort of like do this work on self-love, cause really it's like a self-love thing in the end. And I'll talk about that in a minute, but pretty much like we are responsible for how we feel in any given moment whether we're experiencing the 50% positive or the 50% negative. And we want to blame our circumstances. We want to blame that our schedule's off Mm -hmm. or that the cookie just made me eat it. Like, I don't even know why it's in my mouth chewing it right now. I I don't even know how that happened, right? Or yeah, like my upline, she forced me to win that contest and I sacrificed all of my family time. And I'm such a victim when actually, no, nobody forces you to take action, but yourself. Right. And so when we are in charge of how we think, we are also in charge of how we feel. And so when we are functioning as emotional children, we're blaming other people and other things for how we feel, how we act, and for the results we get in our life. And your question was um, like, well, I know. And what do I do about it? <laughs> like, yeah, I know it's what happening. What do I do in that and, moment? No, and you're right, because it's always been a struggle of mine, too, that I, and I, I'm sure other people, a lot of people do probably, but I react on my emotion immediately. Like, I don't step back and think, okay, Teresa, calm down a little bit. Let's think it through. No, I immediately react. And then my reaction is just like throwing fire or throwing fuel on the fire. Like I'm just, it just escalates from there. Right. And after it's sort of this, like, it's sort of like your brain is like a toddler in that moment mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. having like a temper tantrum Yeah, and the end result is you don't feel like you have control over yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your you're right. And I, in that moment. Right. And then it's like, it's like, I, I don't have a choice. Control. Right. I can get control. Like I can be mad for, 
I don't even, I, however long it is, it's not like I stretch it out, but I can be furious for 30 seconds, a minute, whatever it is. And I can get control, but then I've lost all in or, um, all, what's the word I'm looking for? Like my goal for that day, like that, my brain is like on an outer limit at that moment outside where it should be. Like when you wake up in the day and you're okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here's my schedule. Everything's great. But when that really happens, that's when I'm out in outer space. Like, Okay. So this is what I want you to write down because every time that you feel like you're out in outer space, this is what I want you to say to yourself. The reason I'm feeling this way is because of the way I'm thinking. The reason I'm feeling this way is because because of what I'm thinking. Yes, is because of the way I'm thinking. And I want you to... Be curious about it. Be curious about what you're thinking in that moment and treat yourself with kindness in that moment because you can change if you want to or you can keep having an emotional response when the schedule's off or something doesn't go right in the day, which creates this 30 seconds of rage, which you don't really like, but you don't feel like you can really control because, you know, we just have to keep the schedule on, but it's not even the schedule. That's the problem. Right. It's just what you're thinking. And then not being responsible for what you're thinking is when you let the tantrum come out about it. So when you say that, like, do you have to like, like for me, I would feel like I have to walk outside the situation. Like, I can't even really, like, let's just say cannons out of control and has me on what whatever I feel like I have to step outside the situation and literally gather my thoughts to bring it back in what's if wrong not with, what's I feel wrong like with everything that? else is just what's the problem with that nothing nothing it's what's just making myself do it that's the problem why do you have to gather why do you have to step outside the situation Before and just gather why do I have to Mm -hmm. I feel like because okay so let's just say it is canon we're just going to use him as an example that's pretty probably a bad example but um it's a great example because he's right here like he's he's right here so okay why can't just no I should not say I can't because I can't look at him and say okay Teresa calm down just like the other day, like I was just, I had a lot going and he was, I went and 
my friend said, okay, he probably really wasn't in rare form. I felt he was in rare form that day. You know, probably a little cranky. Explain to me what he did. Um, he's not really a crier. Like if you tell him no, okay, he might get mad or he may whatever storm off, but he doesn't really cry. Everything I said, he cried about and cried for a good five, 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, what's one thing that you said? First thing, I don't even, I'm going to spell the word (laughs) because he's right here. He woke up first thing he wanted, Mm C-A-N-D-Y. And I said, he, he woke up and said, I want C-A-N-D-Y. Yes. Yes. And you said what? I said, no, we need to have breakfast first. Said, no, we need breakfast first. Okay. And then what did you think? Or did he cry at that point? Sorry, did he cry? Yes. Okay. And what did you think? I thought, oh, here we go. Like you, like I already felt like the stage was set for the day. Here's how it's going to be. Oh, here we go. Here's how it's going to be. Yes. Here's how the day is going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what did you feel when you thought, oh, here's how the day is going to be? Um. <laughs> My first thought, wrong thought was just giving some candy. No, but what did you feel when you thought, oh, here how here's how the day's gonna be? Irritated. Okay. And when you felt irritated, you Hold thought about way. you thought about just giving it to him. I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else did you do? Um, first I just walked away from him and thought, okay, he's going to quit crying. Don't okay. close the door, buddy. And, and he didn't, he didn't stop. And like I said, him not being a crier and to cry for that long, I was like, oh my gosh. When I say 10, 15 minutes, it probably really wasn't that long, but when you don't have a crier, any amount of time you're just like what the heck is going on mm-hmm. okay and what was going on up in your head when you were irritated my husband would shoot me but just give him whatever just please just just be happy just let mama do work i've got to do this this and this let's just be good and that's not I don't want that to be my way of parenting, but at times I do feel that way. Like it's just easier. And what were you thinking about? Like when you thought about giving in to him, like what did you think would come of that? If you did that. What would come up at that day? You were like, if I give in to him, then what? I thought, okay, if I give in to him, just knowing how he is, 
that's going to make him happy for that split second. But then it's going to be, mom, I want more candy. Mom, I want more candy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, it's just constant. And I thought, no, don't do I didn't give in to him. I didn't. Right. You just had this urge to give in, but you yes. didn't act on it. No, but then I just was like, made me just irritated. And I, and then that irritation, I felt carried on for most of the day. Mm-hmm. Like there were times throughout the day, this is probably a whole nother model. I'm not sure, but it for sure is. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the baby. I mean, and I, I mean, there's 21 years difference between my kids. Yeah. So my daughter, I parented at 17, him, I parent at 39. Right. It's told you are just a totally different person. And my heart is just, oh, oh my God. Like I just, it's hard to say no, but you know, right from wrong. But I, and that day after that, first thing right out of the box happened, I felt like I was screaming and yelling at him all day. And I'm, and I would think to myself, stop, what are you doing? Why are you acting like that? I mean, I knew that that's not, I never get irritated like that with him. And I just, I guess I can, how I would relate it to people that have like bad PMS that like if someone sees them and they're like, oh yeah, she's PMS and she's got. She's that would be it. me yep. right now this week. That's me. My best friend was like, um, are you about to get your period? Cause you're really ornery. And I was like, yep. I know. Stay out of my way. <laughs> well, see, the older I've gotten that is the worst. It is. It's because it's because after the age of 35 women's hormones, specifically testosterone drops. And because of that, it makes our PMS symptoms worse the closer we get to 40. And then after we go beyond 40, it's just a hormone imbalance, um, which is why, oh, it's gotten a- yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just part of our hormones. That's why adaptogens are so important for women over the age of 35, uh, because that happens to us. It's just, oh, it's, it's I believe menopausal. It. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Cannon woke up and said, I want CNDY. And you said, no, we need breakfast first. And then he cried and you thought, oh, here's how the day's going to be. And you felt irritated. And so then you had an urge to give in, but you didn't. You walked away. You judged him for crying. You thought about wanting him to be happy. You catastrophized what giving would do to the rest of your day. And then you judged yourself for being irritated with him. And then your result is that I don't like my day and I let my day run me. Bam. (laughs) That's exactly what happens. And you think it's just because he cried. No, I, no, he's just my circumstance. Yes. Excellent. Exactly. I know. I know he is. And I know in my brain, I think just like I said, when I was screaming, not screaming, you know, when I was getting more irritated with him throughout the day about stuff. Yeah. Like his monster jams were on the floor and I stepped on one. Well, that just was like stepping on a Lego and it just triggered me. And this was like, pick him up. Well, I said it a little louder. And than in that, your but. mind, you're like, it's just one thing after another. It is. 
I'm and like, just who is stop. the who is the only person making you irritated the entire day long? Myself. It's my brain. Yep. <laughs> I know. And I, like I said, after the coaching, I tell myself, stop, stop. But okay, in that so this moment, is, this is something that I think <laughs> number one. The advice that I have to give you is needing, like, you have to build in more time to do things. Because I feel <laughs> like funny need, because I feel like you need like to build in an hour for stepping on monster jam stuff and dealing with crying kids. Cause that's just like where you're at. And there's like this unrealistic expectation that you should be able to do everything that you want to do in your day. And, um, and you still have a little small human who is, you know, taking interfering with a lot of your day. And it's almost Mm -hmm. like, I feel like this irritation comes from, um, not even from him interfering from your day, because you can tell that you love him and he's your priority and that you want to help him. But then there's this like voice inside of your brain. That's like, and he shouldn't slow us down, but explain to me, like explain to me this number one, what's the problem with him eating candy at breakfast? (laughs) Nothing. But like, tell me why he can't have it right when he wakes up and asks, what is your brain telling you? I don't want to start that trend. I don't want to start that routine. I mean, because. Because why not? Because that's every day. He'll want it every day. And what are you trying to avoid? If he wants it every day, you give in once he's going to want it every day. What's your brain trying to avoid? How are you going to feel? How are you going to feel when he asks for it tomorrow and you say no? He asks for it tomorrow and I say no. How am I going to feel? You give it to him today and in your mind, you're like, we don't want to start this habit. We start it now. We can't undo it later. How would I feel tomorrow? I'd be like, well, he was happy. I'm just going to give it to him. Here. Eat three little bitty snack size Snickers. Here you go. And then he does that every day for a year. How are you going to feel? Um, like I failed him as a parent. So you're just trying to avoid negative emotion? <laughs> Pretty much. Or I don't want, or I feel like um, avoiding what the outcome is going to be. Which is negative, I would feel like. Because like your teeth are either going to rot out or you're going to be obese or like I'm setting you up for complete failure. And what would be the worst case scenario if all of those things happened? The worst case scenario. You let him eat three little bitty Snickers snack bites every day for the rest of his life. Worst case scenario is you fail as a mom. He has cavities, teeth that rot out, and might then be diabetic. Might be diabetic. And what's the worst thing that's going to happen for him if all that happens for him? 
What were you? I'm a hedgehog. I feel like that's obvious. And I don't know. The worst thing that's going to happen to him? Yeah. To him, nothing. I mean, his thought, what is, are you asking me what he's going to feel like? What? Nothing. He's going to feel nothing. If his teeth rot out, he's going to feel nothing. If I let him do that, he's going to feel happy. What about when his teeth rot out? He's going to feel happy when his teeth rot out? Well, not a, he's not going to know any different as probably a little kid. Well, let's just but say as a grown all up, his teeth rot out. Like, like, let's oh, look at him as a... That, no, it's going to be... Um, God, there's like a hundred words. Uh, the disappointment he's going to have in me, the shame, the why mama did you do this? Ma, why mama am I 21 years old and I have to have three full-size candy bars every morning uh, mama look I weigh 400 pounds mama it's your fault what if I mean, that clearly right now he doesn't know that huh what if all that happens how are you gonna feel terrible terrible because how are you how are you feeling how are you feeling right now not giving him what he wants uh, if he didn't throw if he i say throw a fit if he didn't cry how did i feel about saying no i was fine with that but he did cry and i'm like he's sad he's disappointed he's mama gives me everything or whatever. So I didn't please him then, but he's still not going to be pleased in the future if that is what I was to do. So it's almost like you're just feeling terrible now ahead of time. Yes, I do in every aspect of him. (laughs) I do. Right. Because we think that however our kids turn out is our fault. Mm-hmm. Or if they turn out good, we're happy to take credit for that. I know, but I feel like if kids, even if they do turn out good, they're under—I mean, good as like if you were an outsider looking in at a kid, and they're like, "Oh, look at that kid! They're great." I feel like that kid has every kid, every human has underlying issues that they deal with, and then if, when those issues come out, then it normally, most of the time goes back to how they were raised. How is um, Cannon going to know if he wants to eat three Snickers every day for the rest of his life? How is he going to know that? Yeah. He should just believe you that he shouldn't do it. Mm, yeah. Why? I mean, it's just like kids are to believe, okay, you need to brush your teeth every morning because that's what I telling you to do because we're trying to avoid what your teeth rotting out if we don't brush your teeth every day mm-hmm. so Wait, and why trying. is that a problem because in the long run well, i don't want to have to replace your teeth so we could so, replace the teeth if they fall out well of course yeah so if you don't brush your teeth every day then i'm a if you don't do that, 
Because I tell you, that's what you need to do. You need to brush them in the morning and at night. And if you don't do that, your teeth are going to fall out. And the result is going to be, I mean, if you're still a kid at that time when it happens, is we have to replace your teeth. So what? like the girl yesterday it goes back to how you're raised I mean if I had done that to my parents and we didn't have the money to do it that I mean I needed braces as as a kid and I they couldn't afford it so I didn't get them so I was 32 years old so that being said that mindset is why are you even gonna you don't that's just not it goes back to my dad. That's just not an option. We're not going to set you up to that's going to be the end result. I know. And it's crazy because your brain is like putting you down this tunnel that that's not an option, but it is. Is it not? There's always an option for everything you do. Right. It's just the- your brain's like, no. We can't give him candy today because then his teeth are going to all rot out and we would have to replace them. And I had to get braces at 32 and this was so catastrophic and I want better for my child because I don't want him to have to feel negative emotion about fixing his teeth at 32 because his parents couldn't pay for it when he was little. So we just can have no candy. Yes, yeah, just no candy at nine in the morning. Because- <laughs> That candy at nine in the morning versus candy at 5 p.m. is different how for rotting your teeth. Explain that to me because it's not matching up. It's not. You could eat candy at two in the morning and it's the same as 12, five, four, whenever. It is the same. It's like you really have to be on to yourself here because it's your thoughts that are causing you to be irritated about this and feel terrible ahead of time. And I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't give him candy at nine in the morning. Like I know what the rules are. I know what the rules are in my house, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the rules are in my house. It's if you really want to see why your brain is creating this experience, we have to get really curious and ask ourselves questions that don't make sense to challenge our belief, right? Like some people are listening to this and they're like, Emily, you can't honestly believe that it's okay to have candy for breakfast. But That's not funny. It's, it's challenging your brain as to what's the problem with it. And then being onto yourself about it. Like, like you trying to keep him from eating candy every day is you trying to prevent him from having negative emotions later. Mm-hmm. That's all it is in like the bare bones right. of it. Right. You're like, Oh, and honestly, <laughs> and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. No, I know. But to be truthful, to be real truthful, if you were to to take me at 42 and to take a parent that is, let's say, 25, and for us to um, 
give our reasons and our views, let's just say on the candy, for instance. My true feeling is, who cares? Eat the damn candy. That's my true feeling. But why don't you so, let them have it? Huh? Why not? Why don't you let them have it? Because we're so, um, I don't know the word. Coached isn't the word. We're No, we're so programmed that this is how life is supposed to be. And this is what you're supposed to do. Says who? Says that's how we were raised. So because someone else believes it, you should believe it. That's what I struggle with every single day. Because you're human. Whatever my dad believes and whatever my dad would think of me, that is what I struggle with every day. Right. So what I want to share with you is something that I want you to write down and I want you to listen back to it, but I'm going to read something that I posted on my social media just last night. Okay. Or maybe it was yesterday during the day and it was posted by one of my mentors. Her name is Jody, And she said, just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. And just, and just because it's true doesn't mean you have to think it. How do you stop it? I get that. I get, I totally get that. I think that a lot. And so it's, do you want to be accountable for your thoughts more than you want to just let your emotions appear to be in control of your day? Do you want your result to be, I let my day run me? Or do you want to decide, I create my day? That's funny. It's so true because when you said, I don't remember how you said it, but not my, you may have said my problem. I'm not sure how you said it, but you need more time. That's how I feel every day. If I could have more time in my day, I think, okay, I can get it all done. But yet I know in the back of my head, no, you can't. You're going to, okay, so if I gave you two more hours a day, well, what are you going to do for those two hours? Are you really going to, do I really believe that I'm going to do the things I need to do for those two hours? No. You could just create two more hours in your day if you wanted to. Why? How? You tell me. Like the two hours that I'm picking up toys or whatever, I say, okay, I'm not going to pick up toys. I'm going to do, I'm going to post and follow up with people. Mm-hmm. That's creating two more days or I mean, two more hours, not days. Yeah. No, it's all in your mind. It's all. You could put, you could put Canon in daycare if you wanted to. I know. Well, you could be gone all that. day. I know. But you don't want to. And that's I don't totally, and that's totally fine. Then there's days I'm like, okay, well, how about I put him in there three days a week? Yeah. How about, you, you know, or put him in two days a week? Yeah. Why not? 
no, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I could take him to my mom's every day if I wanted to. Right. And so I think having some accountability for your own thoughts that when you're in these moments, you call yourself on it. Be like, I am slower because I want him here. But in, okay. So when I do think that I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what I do. So I write down from four to five, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Okay. Get that done. And then I'm going to do this, this, and this, but it still never works out how you write it out. It never does. Like if you were to write out 30 minutes to an hour, your whole day, it never really plans out that way. Should it? I would like to believe it would. That's my thought. Every Because morning. you write it down. It should go just the way that you wrote yeah. it down. That's Why? what I would. Why should it? Because I'm in control of it. I want to have. Are you in control of your day? <laughs> no, I have a little human that is. But like, do you see the, no, he's not even in control of your day. He controls a lot of it. He doesn't. He's my circumstance. Yes. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I know. And every single time, every single time that you hear yourself saying things like, oh, why can't I just get this together? Or why am I not on schedule? You call yourself on your crap and be like, because of what I'm thinking. I want him here. And it's fine. I mean, if I just, we don't have to be, we don't have to finish the schedule to feel good. We can sit here and feel good anyway. We're going to sit here and feel good. We don't even have to finish anything like your list that you have for whatever you're going to accomplish today. You can feel accomplished without checking everything off right now. You could just sit here and be like, I'm not going to do anything on my list. And I'm so amazing. (laughs) I need to probably try and say that just to see how I feel. Yeah. And I would probably feel fine until the list crosses my eye again. It's probably going to feel really uncomfortable because You've tied, (coughs) you've tied feeling good to your list being checked off at the end of every day. I can't even sit on the remote, buddy. Oh, (laughs) yes. Hurry, let me (laughs) know that one. Hurry. Um, no, you're exactly right. That is how, that's how I've always been like, right. And so you've always let the day run you and you've always let your circumstances control. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please hold. It's okay. oh, dang it. I love you so much, son. <laughs> I want you yes. here. I love you. So oh, I want you here. I choose this. Okay, that's what I tell him every time I get frustrated. I, I so much, son. Well, I mean, but even be like, 
like just say out loud, I want you here. I choose this. I do. And that yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. And but I instead, so instead, the thoughts you're choosing are, oh, the day's gone now. We're going to be behind. Yeah. But I mean, you know what that feeling is like that just happened. I mean, like, I don't know what people call it because I never, I don't know what that feeling of anxiety is. I don't know what that means. I don't, I can never say that I've had, oh my God, an anxiety attack. I don't know what that is. If people say you freak out and blow up on someone, is that an anxiety attack? I have no idea. I don't know what that means, but that happening right there. Like I could just feel my whole like body start to be like, okay, I can't get it back on. I'm just going to explode in about half a second. Right. And the old, but why do you feel that way? To be honest, it's what people will think. I think that's the root of probably 90% of people. It has nothing to do what people think. It's what you're thinking they're going to think. That's what I mean. Yes. I think that's the big problem. And so I know it is when you do that, you give all of your power away to your thoughts. And that's when you're in emotional childhood. And that's when you let the day run you and you let your emotions run you. And that's when we're not being accountable for our thoughts that we're choosing. Okay. So not to start another thing, because I know we got to go on, but that to me, that all plays into, I think we talked about this before, like I have such a mental block and cannot, I'm not going to say I can't, right now I cannot move past it to go to do a live, to do any of that. Like I cannot physically move past it. I just can't. Move past what? Making my brain say, just go do it. Who cares what people think? Mm-hmm. That's my problem. And it's I don't like know. And at the root of it, it's like a self-love issue. A self-acceptance issue. It because is. you accept yourself at the end of the day when you've done your list the way you planned it. You accept yourself at the end of the day if Canon feels good and has a good day and is happy all the day, even though we know 50% of the day he's going to be unhappy and the other 50% of the day he's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's like a self acceptance mm-hmm. thing. So we have to be really curious about why we only accept ourselves when we achieve something or get or follow a list or a schedule a certain way. And what I want you to do, this is like going to be your little homework. Okay. And I have to get, okay. All right. I'm right. I want you to write down some examples in the last week where, you know, you were in emotional childhood. The way, you know, you're an emotional childhood is you're placing blame on something or someone Um, you'll also be in emotional childhood when you feel entitled to something. Okay. 
Yep. You'll have a sense of deserving something, even though you haven't done anything to deserve it. Mm -hmm. Like I deserve quiet. Well, no, Cannon's here. You don't deserve quiet. You want quiet. He's going to go to daycare. (laughs) Right. Um, And then I just want you to list out examples of when you are in emotional childhood in your day. And then I want you to acknowledge that you have a choice about every single thing that happens to you. (laughs) Because being in emotional adulthood requires more effort than just letting our emotions be in emotional childhood all day. It requires more responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it's so worth it because taking that step toward managing yourself and your mind so you aren't dependent on other people or things for how you think and feel and act is amazing and i know and explore how you can take more responsibility when you look at those examples of how you've been in emotional childhood i want you to think like how can I stop blaming time? How can I stop blaming Canon? How can I stop blaming my family and how I was raised? How can I stop blaming my dad for the way I think and the way I feel? And it's this work where you, I mean, your brain's going to be like, we don't have time for this. Yeah, you do. You got plenty That is of what I think. I know because, but guess what? Right now, you're letting your day run you and you're letting your emotions run you. And you've told me you don't want that result anymore. So this is the way to get past it. This is how you get around the block. You look at when am I acting from emotional childhood? And then you ask yourself, how can I take more responsibility in these situations? What could I have thought that would have taken more responsibility for my thoughts and how can I stop blaming? And if you can do it, how would that change the result you got out of each situation? Because once you see the difference, you'll be so glad that you took the first step. I, and you're right. And I, it's like, talking to you and talking it out like I know how I would feel I and I probably at the end of getting irritated or whatever I'm and when I'm saying okay stop just stop stop what you're doing I know what to do it's making myself do it that's the whole thing and that's why we have to reflect and slow down what we're doing and why we're doing it so that we can think about if that's how we want to act next time. But instead we have to think ahead of time when that happens again, instead of blaming my dad for how I was raised that we can't have candy at breakfast. Mm -hmm. How can I take more responsibility or whatever choice I want to make about candy in the morning. And it doesn't matter what you decide. You can say, 
Snickers every day with your eggs. Or you can decide no Snickers. But it's choosing your reason from you not not blaming others for it. And you're going to have to write it down and ask yourself these questions. Like go back and watch the recording of this and the questions that I asked you to look at and to be aware of, because it's when you do that and you sit and you think about it, that next time you encounter it, you're, you're going to have the option to know, I don't have to blame. I don't have to react that way. I could just think a different thought. And what thought would that be? Right. And it's just going mean, to, it's just going to keep after you until you do it. So, I mean, it's totally fine. We can keep talking about it as long as you need to talk about it. <laughs> no, because it's just a broken record and it's fine. I have the same thing in my, when I get coached too, right. It's, it's an ever evolving process and it just takes time, sometimes more time than we want it to take. And the more we rush it, the worse <coughs> that it gets. Because then we're like, oh yeah, let's add another layer of judgment on to ourselves. We <laughs> should be going faster. We are so slow. We're not good at this time thing. Yeah. Or if I came back and was coached three weeks from now and thought, oh, we're still repeating this. If I, the past three weeks, if I would have done what Emily said, we might be a little further down right. the road. And it's just not useful. It doesn't help to layer that other extra spread of shame and judgment. Right. We're just like, no, I'm going to take responsibility for my actions and my thoughts right now. And when I, when I see myself in emotional childhood, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say out loud, I am only feeling this way because of the thoughts I am choosing. I don't. Do I want to choose those thoughts? Do I want my day to run me? Do I want Canon to run me? No? Okay. Then I need to take responsibility for what I want to do and how I want to act in this situation. And then come, I just, back, and get, and come back to get coached again. Cause there's a lot to work through here. You know what I mean? I know it's, it's not a process. Quick fix. And no. that's the other problem. We all want nothing good fix. is no, but that's what our, that's our society now. Like we want instant gratification. Okay, you told me that. Okay, bam, I'm going to fix it. It's, it's not because that. we have human brains. And it's our lower brain that's like, just give it to me as efficiently and fast as possible. Yeah, but I feel it's worse now than it's ever been. That's just your thought. No, I think it is. No, I believe it is. We can gather research articles and then we can put them in the sea line as a fact. But it's what we think about it that makes it a thought, right? It's worse now than before. That's a thought. You can literally put in a circumstance line, in 1969, people had this percentage of instant gratification. And in 2021, people have this percentage of instant gratification. And then you have a thought about it. Oh, it's more now is just a thought. The numbers and the circumstance is always neutral. 
until you have a thought about it. And that's where emotions come from. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings drive our actions. Our actions create our results. Can you imagine what the world would be if everybody did this? Right? Tell everyone. I try. I do. I'm just like, listen. And then I'm like, people don't even listen to me. I'm like, they probably think I'm alone. That's just your thought. There you go. Being human again (laughs) with all your thoughts. I do. I'm like, I just, it needs to be on a billboard. Like until you do it, you have no idea that it even exists. You don't know. know. I know. You know what? Get real in tune. Everybody's going to find out about it. Everyone's going to find out about it because the more work you do on yourself, the more you're going to be able to help other people with it and the bigger reach you're going to have in your sphere to tell everyone and the world. I I love it. Yeah, it's the best. I love it because my best friend, like, she'll tell me something. I'm like, it's just your thought. And she's like, no. And I'm just like. I know. It doesn't really work when you're like. listen. I know. I know. And like, it doesn't really help either when you're like, oh, don't you want to listen to my friend Emily's podcast? They're like, no, I don't. <laughs> but some no. of them do. They'll find no. it. It's, 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 it's a podcast person. The people that are supposed to find it are going to find it. Okay. Ashley, do you still want to be coached? I Thank agree. you for getting coached, Teresa. Thank you. Ashley, do you still want to be coached? I know your hand was up first. Where are you at, Ashley? (laughs) Do you know how to unmute yourself? I'm going to unmute you and ask you, Ashley. I just asked you to unmute. I like clicked the button and Zoom is probably asking you if you want to be. So let me know if you still want to be coached, Ashley. Otherwise, I'm going to move to Jenny because she had her hand up next. Oh, okay. No problem, Ashley. Okay, Jenny, do you want to be coached? Still? Yes? Okay, Jenny, go ahead and unmute. I just did it in order of who raised their hands, and I wrote down who did it in what order. Okay, Jenny, what's going on? I, all right, so it's totally unplanned. The best. <laughs> so I have prepared, yes. So, um... All right, so we'll start with, um, we come from a team that has not had super active jewels, and we have struggled with that in the past. Um, We are, and we, by we, I'm saying um, Paige, Lee, Callie, and I are trying to get more active um, and work through um, our own struggles with that and help grow our team. So we have created um, a little bit of a different community. Um, Before, a lot of things have been regurgitated from corporate. So there's nothing new, nothing lively, if you know what I mean, nothing um, with a lot of life that has been put into our team page. So we're trying to revamp everything. And we don't know where it's going to go, but we've got some really good content and we're trying to put that into action. Um, And I guess where I struggle is it's a lot of work. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's, you know, the big thought is, oh my goodness, this is going to take a lot of work. But the thing is, it's worth it to do a lot of work. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know where, um, like what thought in particular to start with, what circumstance to start with. Um, well, one of the things I think is interesting is I'm watching you interrupt your unintentional model, right? Like your, your brain's like, oh yeah, it's going to be so much work. And then you interrupt your model with intentional model. And you're like, and it's so worth it. Like you already believe that, right? So your brain is offering you this thought of it's so much work and you're already interrupting yourself. Yeah. And it's totally worth it. And you're like creating it and doing it. So it doesn't sound like that thought is a problem because it sounds like you're taking action from, and it's totally going to be worth it and creating a result that, you know, I make it happen or I am in control of what I create, like those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So one of the things that I'm interested about is Explain to me why it's a problem to not have a team with super active jewels. Cause I wonder if that's what we need to dig into. All right. So I've been yeah, probably, all right. I've been with the company for almost eight years and I'm gold. I hit gold in 2017. The most points I have ever had was 208 points. And that was. June or July of this year. Um, so I'm, I've been working towards senior gold, but actively working since probably last November when I joined uh, Momentum Movement, you know, the okay. online. So you, you've been having about 20 people order in your organization over the last eight years. And then in June or July, you got up to like 30, 30, well, 40 people, 40-ish people ordering. Okay. Um, I needed you wanted to get 50 people ordering. Right. Okay. And why can't you get to 50 people ordering? Um, well, it's me, honestly, it's me getting to a certain point and then I'll back off with my activity. I know, but I want to know when you have a goal, goal is 50 people ordering. Why? When you, when you think about that, like I have a goal to get 50 people ordering, what do you think? What's the first thing your brain offers you? That's a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, and when me, you think, go ahead. For me, that's a lot. Okay. Um, never had that before. And that's it. That's my history. It's never, I've never had that many before. I would, I've never had 208 points before. Um, so, you know, that blew me away. But um, I will push and then get, like, I, I got to the 208, and I could have gone in and called in favors, you know, asked people, could you, you know, would you consider, or here, here's this, um, I can't remember when they dropped the 50-point uh, combos, the two product combos. But, you know, could you, would you be interested in this? I could have done that. But then I thought, well, if I do that now and get to like 
248 instead of 250 points, then I've called in the, the favors and I might really need them next month. And so I self-sabotage. And why, like when you think I've never had that many before, what do you feel? Um, encouraged, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. I want you to think, you think about, I have a goal of 50 people ordering. That's a lot. You feel what? I feel like I'm not going to get there. What And what feeling comes when you think that's a lot? Discouraged. Okay. See the difference? Because you want to feel encouraged, but you're actually feeling discouraged. Yes. All right. So I'm excited about that many, but discouraged because I think I won't get there. Right. Yes. So, okay. And when you feel discouraged, uh, what do you do? Um. I back off. What does that look like? I quit like? pushing. I, what does that look um, like? I'll do anything but work. I mean, it might and be Netflix. It might. I'm sorry? Netflix? Uh, yeah, it could be Netflix. It could Tell be, us what your favorite show is. We all need to know so we can go watch it. I watch The Great British Baking Show. Okay. <laughs> and I'll watch that, it like, over That's and like over. your go-to, yeah? And it's... It's mindless. I don't have to think. I don't have to consider how close I could get, you know, if I pushed a little harder. Yeah, we're buffering. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I'm so a Netflix, great baking show because it's mindless. Yes. So avoid thinking and feeling. Any other buffers right. out there? Okay. And raise your hand if you buffer. It's everyone on the call, just in case you're wondering. Um, okay. And then what else do you do besides watch Netflix when you feel discouraged? Um, I'll play games on my phone. Okay. And that's a challenge for me. I need to take them off my phone. Okay. Why don't you? Because I actually like buffering. (laughs) I like buffering. Yeah, me too. It's a human thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, What? What uh, what do you not do when you are discouraged? I don't consider why. I don't think about it. I, well, I try not to think about it. I try to occupy myself with something that requires not as much thought. So and you're, you're that, not sending messages. I'm not sending messages. I'm not contacting people. I'm not calling in the favors um, because I have people who would be glad to help me reach a goal, Mm -hmm. but I want to utilize that at, you know, a more appropriate time whenever that is when, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, we could do a whole model on that. That'd be fun. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So goal is 50 people ordering. You think that's a lot. Then you feel discouraged. So you watch Netflix, the great baking show. So you avoid thinking and feeling. You just numb out. Then you play games on your phone. You don't think about why not. Then you uh, you do not send messages. You don't call in favors. And your result is what? 
I don't hit senior goals. I don't move forward. Uh, I don't believe myself. Right. That's honestly it. Yeah. And here's something really interesting about buffering uh, that I want to teach you guys about. So buffering is just satisfying the short-term desire and pleasure that creates long-term consequences. And the way we know we're buffering is we get a negative result. Like I don't move forward or I don't believe in myself or I don't trust myself, right? And so when we buffer, we are just punishing our future self in order to take care of our present self. Right. That's like eating the whole Oreos for that gratification. Exactly. We're like, oh, I, it, it's a, it's a relationship with ourself problem at its core because your relationship with yourself is not amazing right now in this way, because you keep punishing yourself ahead of time, your future self. You're like future self. I don't really care about you right now. Right now. I just care about current self and current self really just wants to watch the great baking show and play games on my phone. And like, I know you have goals, future self, but like right now, like current self just needs to numb out and feel nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And not do the work because you're probably not going to get there. Right. And so like when you, when you learn to sacrifice your short-term pleasure for your long-term benefit of your future self, that's when things become really amazing with your relationship with yourself, right? And I want you to think about the things that your past self has sacrificed to get you to your future self right now. Like, what are some things? Um, Physically, I gave up just sitting and not doing any activity, physical activity, and now I'm a personal trainer. So look at that. You loved yourself. You loved your future self so much that you made temporary sacrifices to exercise and eat a certain way to give you your health that you now have today. Right. And that's the thing. All right. So I grew up hearing you can do anything you put your mind to. Um, but in a way that was even a negative because there was an expectation of performance. So you have to perform a certain way that goes with that. You can achieve anything you want to. Did so anyone it's ever almost, say that to you in those words? You have to achieve a certain thing? No, that was what, what my thought pattern was. You have to do. And all right, there was something I was going to say. Hang on. Let me think. Um, oh, so in a way, and this is the thought that 
I don't know that I've ever spoken this, but somewhere in my mind says, if I don't say I'm going to do, then I don't have to do the work to achieve whatever. So, you know, saying I'm going senior gold or whatever, saying whatever rank, whatever my goal is, is less safe than never speaking the goal or never putting the goal on paper because then I don't have to work for it. You know, why is it less safe? Explain to me why it's less safe. Because if you put it out there, then I have to do it because I can do anything I put my mind to, you know, to do it. Um, because I know I can, (laughs) and because I know I have the support of my family and, you know, my friends who, Kind of interesting though, how, you know, you can do it. Yes. Jamie says, but you just said it out loud. So now you have to do it. Um, I'm, I'm throwing this out there for (laughs) the whole world Yeah, because I can do this, but think about it. Your brain is like, and it sounds dangerous. Yeah. It's not scary. Why? Because I could fail. And what would be and that, what would be awful about that? The thing is, it's it honestly, it really isn't awful because we have to fail over and over and over to reach success. But the feeling of failure stinks. <laughs> yeah. Are, do you feel like you're failing right now? Not getting? I know. No, I'm goals? actually working. I'm I'm doing the things that I know to do to get to that goal, even if I don't make it this month. But I you know, what I, to, but, but like, but I want you to think about when you hit two hundred and eight points, right? Did you feel like it was a little bit? I'm just curious. It's fine if it's not, but I'm curious to think: Were you going for fifty orders that month, and did it feel like a failure at all when you didn't achieve it? It didn't because I knew I backed off. You know what I'm saying? So you're just sort of like failing ahead of time. Self-sabotage. You're like, no, I will be in control of when I fail. So I'm not even going to do the work. Right. I'll just fail ahead of time. Yeah, it is. And it's so human of you, right? And so what I want you to do, this is what I want you to work on, Jenny. Okay. Um, what I want you to do is I want you to write a letter thanking yourself for all of the things that you have gratitude that your past self did to get you to where you are now. Right. So when I did this exercise for myself this morning, I was like, why am I taking time to do this right now? I had no idea that I was going to coach Jenny on this exact thing. So it's like perfect timing. I wasn't even like going to bring it up on the call. I was like, I wonder why I did that. So weird. Right. Um, but for me, I was like, thank you self for marrying Sean and not some of the other guys that I was dating. Like, thank you so much for picking him. That was like really good that you did that. Right. And like, thank you for going to college and becoming a school teacher that really helped us to understand how to teach people. Like a third grade teacher is the best ever because they just like break it down bite-sized for you. That's my specialty, right? Um, Thank you for learning how to do network marketing six years ago. Emily, thank you so much for doing that. Like 
I yes, <laughs> right. And like, you know, thank you for taking a leap of faith and buying this house. That was really scary. We almost lost a lot of money when because we, you know, it's like bank statement loans. You never really know if it's gonna go through or not, even though you have plenty of money to do it and you can afford it. They're like, sorry, you don't have salary. We don't want you to buy a house. And it was like we almost lost all our earnest money. Like it was scary. We had to roll the dice and it just worked out because God made it work out. But like, thank you for doing that, Emily. And like, thank you for building a pool. That was totally worth it. Thank you for getting the cabin. Like, thank you for going through coach training. I was so, I mean, I put it off for two years because I was afraid of failing. Like, thank you for having babies really close together, even though you thought you were going to lose your mind. Like sometimes they're really fun. Other times they're not, but like, thank you for starting. Like when you said the exercise thing, this was in my letter. I said, thank you for exercising 30 minutes a day last year, starting it last year and never quitting. Thanks so much for doing that, Emily. Like I love the way I feel. I'm so healthy. I'm so strong. My belly fat is like zero now. I mean, I'm sure there's something, I don't know. And remember that, like they like measure it. I don't, I don't want to go do that, but like, I can tell it's significantly less, even though I don't notice like a huge difference. People are like, what are you doing? You've looked so good. I'm like, I started exercising a year ago. It's so crazy and intermittent fasting. And I take my supplements. I don't even know how much I've lost because I don't weigh myself. I've probably gained weight because I lift month because I'm lifting, you know, weights and stuff. But like, like, I want you to tell yourself, thank you for all those things. And then I want you to think about the things in your business that you need to start picking for your future self so that when you go to watch and like, can you hear me still, Jenny? I know your phone's kind of like yes. coming in and out. Okay. Um, just in closing, like your brain is always going to still want to buffer. And it's not necessarily bad that sometimes we give in to buffering. Like it's normal to sometimes buffer. But like what I want you to do is like decide ahead of time. Like I'm going to watch one show tomorrow when I feel discouraged. I'm going right. to let myself like feel nothing for that one episode. And then after then I'm going to do my messages and make a post. And so what's that? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. It's like cutting in and out pretty bad, <coughs> pretty badly. Um, so I'll just speak and then hopefully you can hear me or you can go back and listen to the recording, but I want you to start like making decisions in your present self now and making sacrifices now that you are going to thank yourself for in the future. And as you do that, you're building this awesome, amazing relationship with your future self that is going to create the business that you want. And just doing that over and over and over again is how you get from one rank to the next, to the next, and eventually to the top of the company, even though you don't have active 
jewel uplines. Right? Right. Okay, guys, this was so fun. I've had the best time and I can't wait for it to get even better. Wednesday, we don't have anything until Wednesday. I will be emailing you the Zoom link on Monday. I'll be emailing you the Zoom link on Tuesday. I'll be emailing you the Zoom link on Wednesday. I'll also be posting it everywhere. I'm going to give it to you here so you can write it down as well. I should have done that at the beginning of the call. Dang it. Okay. The Zoom link, the Zoom ID. What is even happening right now? Okay. You're going to write this down. Is everybody ready? Okay. The Zoom link is 856-9338-0578. You're not going to miss me because you're going to do the program because it's going to be amazing. And then the password is 54321. Go. <laughs> All right. You'll miss me till Wednesday. And then you're going to get like a totally new, amazing version of this that is going to be so exciting. I can't wait to tell you all about it on Wednesday, October 20th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Again, the Zoom ID for that webinar is 856. 856- Nine three three eight zero five seven eight passcode five four three two one. Write it in your planner right now so you don't have to come back and find it. You just put it on Wednesday. So all you have to do is open up Wednesday and just click it. It's going to be so amazing. I cannot wait to see you there and be checking your email from me every single day because I'm going to put all the important things in there. If you're not on my email list yet, please go to emilygibsoncoaching.com. Click on, here's my email. It's so easy now. You just put it in and you'll be on my email list. Love you guys. I cannot wait for Wednesday. See you then. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.